Promo and Redman are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Hey, g'day folks, this is Simo and welcome to the Thong Slappers short story series we call To The 60. This time around, Redman Jack Thompson is going to read a story made famous by myself, sadly recounting the painful time I <laughs> pinched the side of my Tockley with a Hemi 245 Chrysler cylinder head. We hope you enjoy. Put your back into it, Blowing Gaskets by Simon Major, the 4th of March 2018. This piece appeared in streetmachine.com.au. Simon really likes to put his back and other parts of his body into his work. Begin. Had a great catch up with a few mates at a recent asphalt demon shindig and our conversation soon turned to comparing our 40 something acres and ailments. We quickly agreed on two important factors. Firstly, we sounded like a bunch of pathetic old whingers and secondly, we realised that the majority of our physical woes were caused by car related shenanigans. Years of hunching over engine bays, kneeling down doing panel work and corkscrewing under dashes to tackle electrical tasks have left us all nursing sore backs, knees, necks and arms respectively. That's pretty standard fare across the board with this hobby. It got me thinking about the more unusual and sometimes comical stacks that I've endured or witnessed in my time of throwing spanners, some of which produced tears of both pain and laughter. Sadly, I have to own up to one of the most epic and stupid workplace injuries I know of. I was carried out by myself. In the early 1990s, I was a first-year apprentice mechanic at the local performance shop. My girlfriend at the time, she was a first-year nursing student, also living with her folks, which made it difficult for us to enjoy special time together. It nearly always had to be a stealth mission executed at home or in the confines of a car. So the chances to have a dirty yet comfortable weekend away at a Sunshine Coast hotel was just what Dr. Love had ordered. We were both broke, so I bust our asses to scrimp and save to make this happen, and couldn't wait to hit the road on Friday Arvo and enjoy some freedom. I'd not long ago bought my VG Regal hardtop, which I still own today, which was powered by a dead stock Hemi 245 six-cylinder. The motor was tired but still had plenty of grunt. The only changes were a 350 holly that replaced the troublesome two-barrel carter and a set of 3.5 diff gears I'd swapped out of an XA ute. I was supposed to be nursing that 245 until I built a decent 265, but of course by nursing I really meant just wailing on the thing with big single peg of burnouts and the usual teen mayhem. The Thursday night before the long weekend finally rolled around, I left a mate's place around 9.30pm to go back home and pack. He urged me to channel all my excitement into a burnout and I accepted the challenge. I was feeling pretty pumped about my impending release, pardon the pun, so when I got to the uphill Tina section at the end of his street, I gave the steering some extra lock to unload the rear right and proceeded to lay a decent licorice stripe up the road. The engine started to miss and clatter. It was normal for this thing to bleed out the lifters after a decent rev, but this time it never cleared. She was missing bad and I was in trouble. I needed this car to ferries to the Coastal Operations Submarine Racing, which I had no other transport options. It wasn't getting hot, so I suspected the head gasket had blown between the cylinders. Shit! This is the last thing I needed. I rang my boss and told him of my dilemma and he guaranteed he would make time to fix it the following day. The fact that he was only in his mid-twenties helped immensely as he appreciated the sheer importance of my weekend plan. I nursed the car to work at Sparrowfart Friday morning and removed the tappet cover, clinging to the slim hope it may have busted rocker or like no such luck. After gently hosing the engine to help it cool quicker, I cleared a bench in preparation for the world's quickest head gasket replacement, disconnecting the engine pipe and ancillaries in between my normal jobs. 
With the breaking customer's work and my boss out for a couple of hours, I decided to whip the head off to make sure my diagnosis was right. To make it quick, the rockers were simply loosened and turned to get the push rod out, and I left the combination cast iron inlet exhaust manifolds with the carby still attached to the head. I removed the head bolts, but needed a hand to lift this behemoth onto the bench. My boss was still not back, and this just being a two-man show, I was left to my own devices. The engine crane was mid-job supporting a Clevo and a Landu, so I devised a method to slide this bloody heavy cast iron assembly across to the driver's side edge using timber laid on the inner guard. It worked a treat. With a big heave, I lifted the whole lot off the guard and shoved over to the bench. Man, it was a tall order for this scrawny weakling, but I made it. Now this is where things got tricky. Both the workbench and position of the cylinder head in my arms were at groin's height, smack bang in the vicinity of my nether regions. I sat the manifold onto the bench and pushed the remaining head assembly across using my groin area's leverage. I worked my arms back until I had the fingers under each side of the head face, then carefully pull one set of fingers out and let the end of the head rest on the bench. So here I am with one set of fingers, so a tapering one centimetre to nothing air gap, all that stood between the plug edge of the head sitting completely on the bench. Okay, it's time to pause and let me set the scene. On this particular day, the frank part of my Franken-Beans assembly was pointing to the left, protected by my undies and shorts. This sensitive part of my tackle must have been pressed against the side of the cylinder head and dangerously entering the remaining air gap that was between the head face and the bench. Because as I pulled the second set of fingers out to let the head drop, I pinched the side of my tockily shaft. The pain was instant, as the cast iron lump taught me who was bossed, and to make matters worse, my instant reaction was to jump backwards, which... <laughs> which stretched the skin shaft out like it was a piece of chewing gum. I buckled over in pain to make sense of what the hell had just happened. I ran to the toilet to check the damage. <laughs> Thankfully, it was just pinched. <clears throat> <laughs> the pain was instant, as this cast iron lump taught me who was boss, and to make matters worse, my instant reaction was to jump backwards, which stretched the shaft skin out like it was a piece of chewing gum. I buckled over in pain and tried to make sense of what the hell just happened. I ran to the toilet to check the damage. Thankfully, they just pinched the skin and not squashed the whole assembly to make it resemble a paint scraper. But a blood blister was forming fast and throbbing. I wasn't sure what to do, so I pressed on with the car, confirming the head gasket had been blown between number three and four cylinder and cleaning up the deck of the block. Do you need to go to the doctor? When I said I thought I'd be okay, he took that as permission to burst out laughing and proceed to crack every can you pass me a flat blade screwdriver. If not, a squash penis should work okay. Have you cleaned a block surface with your cock scraper joke he could think of? We straight edge the cylinder head which measured up okay, got the car back together and running by mid-afternoon. But what about my weekend? I needed things to be in perfect working order. I didn't just mean the car. I broke the news to my girlfriend, who didn't know whether to laugh or cry. When things were as soft as jellyfish not was okay. But as soon as it was time to stand or tension, the pain of stretching that blood vista was intense. But you never want to waste an opportunity and a couple of trial runs kind of work hard in the injured area and the wound found its happy place. So did I, thankfully. The end. Well, they say that time heals all wounds, but I'll tell you what, it's still fucking painful listening to that story 20 plus years later. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed this short story number nine, and we look forward to coming to you with episode 15 of the Thong Slappers, our normal podcast. We'll be back next week, so we'll catch you then. Bye for now. See ya.